0: and welcome to episode 222 of the waters wavelength podcast i'm your host Wei Shen, and i've got tony with me here today hey t how's it hanging
1: it's going well um i i think that i'm doing a little bit better than you because uh, for those that don't know Wei Shen is in quarantine she flew back uh, uh home to malaysia but it's not all bad it seems like a very very nice hotel you're in there so i guess it, <laughs> i guess it could be worse
0: Yes, it's a very nice prison that I'm in right now. So not too many days to go though. Uh, when we're talking right now, it's actually kind of like uh, still in the first week. So let's see. Let's see when we talk next week, huh?
1: Yeah, that, you haven't quite lost <laughs> your mind yet, so.
0: No, no, not just yet. Yeah, we'll see. So actually this week we're supposed to have a guest on but uh we're, we have the uh, American Financial Technology Awards coming up right T? you. Uh, yep. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so um, we actually have more than one guest. We have two guests on today. Uh, we recorded something. So the American Financial Technology Awards were uh, announced today, Friday. Though Wei Shan and I recorded this Thursday, my time. Um, so those were announced. The American Financial Technology Awards are all about, you know, innovative projects, specific projects that were undertaken in 2020 at banks, at asset managers, and at vendors themselves. So we thought you know it would be fun is if we get um, two people that their night and day job is innovation um, from two very major banks. So we have Apoorv Saxena. Uh, he is the global head of Firmwide Artificial Intelligence and Machine Learning Platform and Services at JP Morgan Chase. Uh, he's been there for a couple of years now, and he joined from Google from Google where he was a product and business lead for Google Cloud AI solutions. He managed like something like six product lines. So big in artificial intelligence, big, you know, he understands the kind of the cloud piece of it as well, obviously. And then joining him as well is York Lanch. He's the head of innovation for the Americas at Deutsche Bank. Uh, York's been with Deutsche Bank for, since 2001. I, he's worked all over the globe, literally. Uh, his whole job is just steeped in trying to think about, you know, of emerging market technologies, whether it's AI, whether it's cloud, uh, blockchain, even we talk a little bit about quantum computing, you know, it's his job to kind of help the the, the bank see what's coming down the road. So it's a really good discussion again, you know, and we hit on cloud AI, obviously, uh, APIs, open source, the challenges of, you know, you're working on these kind of cutting edge innovation projects, first of all, how did those projects change as the pandemic really started to hit? How do you kind of readjust and get back to those projects in 2021? Also, if you have a workforce that is more and more comfortable working remotely, there's benefits to being able to find new talent, to allowing workers to work where they want. But there's also a lot of challenges that come along with how do you keep that team engaged and together and feeling like they're part of a union. So it's a really good conversation. um, And I'm really happy we're able to have it here on the podcast where more people will be able to listen to it
0: great great i'm uh, really looking forward to listening to it too so um next week we'll be back with john lynn from grasshopper a singaporean prop trading firm but let's get straight to it see you next week
2: okay
1: hello i'm anthony malikian the editor of waters technology and today we're going to talk about tech innovation both in this odd 2020 and looking forward to what innovation is going to look like um at banks and financial institutions going into 2021 and beyond, and I have two outstanding panelists to discuss this topic. Uh, uh, to discuss topic with us, uh, for first up we have York uh, Lanch, uh, head of innovation for Americas at Deutsche Bank. York, thanks for joining us.
3: Hello, welcome from my home in New York.
1: <laughs> and we also have a uh, poor Saxena, global head of AI technology for JP Morgan Chase uh poor, thanks so much for joining us as well.
2: Hello hello from uh, sunny California.
1: there we go and I'm here in Williamsburg in my flag room here so <laughs> um, so let's start off with the elephant in the room, right um, obviously December two thousand nineteen if we were having this conversation, I think it's good. It, some of the, I think at the end of the day, we're gonna still be talking about the same things, but to get there, things have changed obviously this year. Um, and so innovation became more about, I would seem to me around collaboration, workflow, making sure that everybody is connected, everything's working seamlessly, clients aren't being disrupted. Um, Yorg, let me start with you. What for you is the, the biggest fundamental shift when it comes to innovation and thinking all right maybe some of these moonshot projects we have to kind of put a little bit on the back burner to kind of focus more on just these pressing every day-to-day needs and how do you make sure that those things that you were working on don't just completely
3: disappear i guess yeah sure anthony and and of course it was a different year than everyone was what was planning but uh never waste a good crisis right (laughs) from, from an innovation perspective it uh actually Got so many things done since there was there was a pressure for 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 the external pressure to get a lot of things done right. Um, I think first of all, I think from a financial perspective, it was great being part of the solution to a crisis. Uh, remembering the last crisis, we were more in the in the middle of it. Obviously, this time we we help with liquidity, with capital, uh, with with all these um, with all these assets to help actually the clients to go uh, and still going through the crisis. Um, what we have seen at, at Deutsche is. It, a lot of acceleration in a lot of topics in innovation. Uh, you named some, Anthony, um, in terms of work from anywhere um, topics, and to give some examples, um, video like we're doing today, right? Zoom, Teams, et cetera. Um, that was the, the pace of adoption was extremely high. How do you communicate with your clients? Uh, Symphony um, is a bank, uh, bank app uh, which has got a WhatsApp integration, WeChat integration. So all these work from from anywhere um, technologies um, got very quickly adopted into uh, into the organizations. But not only that, I think we have seen as well a lot of financial products, which which there was a lot of need, right? Uh, so research at the beginning of the days, I remember in March and April, in the entire world, didn't you? Uh, how much is uh, is a macroeconomic affected so everyone was looking into uh, into JP Morgan, deutsche Bank, and and the markets uh, reaction um, uh, so a lot of innovative solutions went into into these products as well to get more alternative data there sure. so um, it was it was a roller coaster and a really positive <laughs> roller coaster from an innovation actually 2020
1: and hmm. a poor you know, I would think you know machine learning because this is one of those kind of you know so many cool, interesting things are coming out of the AI space, right? But in some ways, you ha- there's a longer term experimentation, I would imagine, with with some of these things. Like it's not just something you can just say, hey, we have this cool new AI product, let's just unveil it to the bank. There's a lot of testing involved, there's some regulatory uh, things that you're gonna have to worry about. So did that kind of blunt what you guys were working on um, in the beginning, maybe that March, April, May time period? You know, how did how did that kind of how did the pandemic change how your team worked and what your focus was on?
2: I think that's a great question. So I think it, I will say uh, within JP Morgan and within AI in particular, uh, it, it's been acceleration in some parts and then uh, slowing down on others. Uh, let me put it this way. Uh, acceleration uh, in terms of as uh, uh, York said. Um, and don't let a crisis be waste. And, and in parts of the business, especially uh, PPP was a big piece, where JP Morgan and with other banks was um, responsible for uh, supplying capital liquidity into the small and medium businesses, where we saw significant uptake in uh, uh, loans being uh, given. And that would have not been possible without very good application of AI. So um, we were getting uh, loan applications uh, uh, spread in, in the spreadsheets all the way where people were providing evidence in spreadsheet and because that's how, what they know, sure. all very sophisticated and we applied AI there to understand what's being there, to understand fraud, to understand detect uh, discrepancies and so on and so forth. So that part significantly accelerated for it there because we had already proven by that time that NLP can be used very effectively in these kinds of situations. Yeah. But other parts of the business, where especially on the trading floor, um, you have trained your model in a particular regime, and then all of a sudden the environment has changed significantly, and this is this is where you, what you train your models on is no longer available. So we in fact removed uh, applying a lot of machine learning models that have been trained in that environment. Uh, but overall, I would say uh, the theme has been significant acceleration. Uh, and Jamie Diamond, who is the CEO always says these are the times of crisis is when um, you invest and double down and technologies that will leapfrog you into the future. And and he sees AI as one of those technologies. So we have, uh, in fact, increased our budget, uh, increased our projects that we are doing in AI ML during through this crisis.
1: It almost sounds like it's kind of like dials that you're kind of turning. It's like, all right, over here, we need to kind of ratchet up the AI ML down here. We're not really sure. Because if I'm, if, and please correct me if I'm mistaken, but when you're talking about ML, machine learning, it's massive, massive amounts of training data that's kind of used, and so the, the models were kind of struggling to kind of keep up a little bit with with something that something that just never happened before. So you have all this other data that's feeding into it, but they weren't really able to fully kind of capture what was happening. So on the trading end, like you were saying, they struggled a little bit, but then sift through information um, on the loan as you were saying that that's where they kind of where it really kind of stood out is that fair and then as you kind of head into 2021 now as things kind of settle out do you kind of then kind of adjust where the focus of ai development is going to be
2: yes so i think ai is go- going mainstream and in in uh, at least in big banks uh and, and financial services overall, um, and uh, and. As AI is going mainstream, uh, like any other ma- mainstream technology, it has to deal with the, the practical difficulties of applying AI at, at scale. So um, AI models are trained to un- uh, on a particular set of understanding of the world. If that understanding of the world changes significantly, you have to uh, put in the instrumentation, uh, uh, the, put in the monitoring within your AI systems that it disengages automatically, and so. If you notice, uh, the industry overall, the maturity of the industry in that aspect of productionization of AI has been, I would say, little less mature as compared to more of experimentation. And this is where uh, I will see as people realize what are the, uh, the pros and cons of using AI at scale, that focus on productionization of AI is going to increase significantly. And you are seeing that in Silicon Valley where I said, uh, significant com- companies are being invested uh, in, in the productionization of AI. And then, uh, so, venture capital has been invested in that space. You will see that trend going uh, uh, only up.
1: Okay. And, you know, you're, we're going to talk a little bit more beyond AI, but when you're looking at AI and the application of it, where, where is your group, you know, as somebody works in, you know, something, Title in the title and the the group is innovation, right? Yeah. How do you kind of see it? Where in today's environment do you see the most useful applications of AI?
3: Yeah, sure. Um, and and to build on on, on your point, Parf, actually, I think we the time when the pandemic hit us really in, in in March. I think we were when we had the same discussion a year or one and a half years ago. We were talking a lot about. As well ai but as well rpa topics right how can we digitalize our, our our frame i think luckily a lot of these things actually we could capitalize during the pandemic um on it so one example on ai um i think i i, I think i shared this one actually in, in a water stack uh, uh, event before um was something around we had every every day foreign documents, and documents coming to one of our our data center is actually in um, um, in in California, um, which is in uh, in Santa Ana. And what uh, what we did there is we actually put a we put an AI engine in to automate this process and to help with analyzing these documents. These were loan documents from other, other banks um, to process these kind of these kind of mortgage and loan documents. And luckily, these things were done before, since in the mm-hmm. pandemic then. It was able actually to to ramp up the business, as Paul said, in terms of processing more loans and mortgages, um, since it was not like a lot of people were standing next to each other and had to look into these uh, into these loan documents. But it was was way more automated. It was way more um, it was way more um, intelligently uh, processed than than before. Um, so that is something I think just going into the crisis. Um, a lot of banks have done their 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 homework before, uh, obviously not knowing that there will be a pandemic. But uh, in terms of from a preparation perspective, RPA, um, uh, AI, data data tools, you ask around um, how we are how we are prepared on, on on these things. I think that is something which we which just going into the crisis were were pretty pretty well. And as as Paul said, I think now the the crisis accelerated quite a couple of. Couple of these, couple of these topics. Um, yeah. Where I see huge value in, in AI going forward is, is fraud. I think that will be anti-money laundering. That will be a big, big topic, uh, which we will, uh, where we see more and more AI applications. Um, KYC, I think we have seen already uh, something uh, in there. I think there will be further, further acceleration there. Um, so that's more the, the compliance and regulatory world. Um, but we're seeing it as well more and more into the into the into the front efforts as well in terms of making product recommendations, uh, um, improving uh, a little bit like the like the the Netflix which we all have at home in terms of what would be the customer what would what what, what would be a good product for the customer uh, to make it much more tailored than uh, than the the usual uh, product recommendations which we are seeing. So these kind of topics I would see in terms of AI use or which will accelerate
1: as well in 2021 well and so you talk about that you know that there are already pieces that were put in place before the pandemic obviously without knowing the pandemic was coming that just certain pieces were kind of put in place that allowed you to you know, never let a crisis go to waste to kind of maybe easily transition if i say to you i think that many of those pieces are wider adoption of cloud or you know kind of trusting kind of cloud uh, more and whether that's both public and then kind of secure public um, and then on premise uh, internal cloud. Um, I also would say uh, increased adoption of APIs. I would say um, also increased adoption of uh, uh, embracing kind of open source technologies, which 10 years ago was a little bit anathema um, yeah. in the capital markets. Um, if I said those were kind of the building blocks that allowed banks that were successful to kind of take advantage and to not see things disrupted too much. Would you agree with that? Is there anything else that you maybe would throw on top of that? Uh,
3: I, I would sign it with, I would sign it right away. Anthony. so cloud is obviously, cloud 2021 will be the year of, of cloud even, even more. Um, some of you might have seen our, our announcement of the intent to enter into a strategic partnership with Google um uh um, and that is obviously uh, a big part of it is is, is GCP mm-hmm. uh, while it hasn't been been signed of it uh, obviously the the power of that kind of or the potential power of that partnership is way beyond the pure move an application from on-prem to to cloud but mm-hmm. that will be the foundation um, okay. since once that kind of foundation uh, we are we're doing with our partner uh, or partner Google, um, the AI machine learning um, again with our partner, Google, which could come then on top of it is obviously um, it's very, very powerful. So therefore in terms of cloud AI machine learning 2020, yes, but I see this one way, way more happening in 2021. There's a big topic from my perspective, which we will see much more in 2021 will be DLT. Okay. And I know that was You're a really- believer, huh? <laughs> uh um yeah, I know that was a block that was obviously blockchain was uh, the topic of 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 every cocktail party uh in those days so when we still went to cocktail parties <laughs> in New York <laughs> or California. Um and then it, it, it pretty much slowed 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 down, I would say, over the last one, two years, uh, at least from an from a communication perspective and, and, and the hype was a little bit uh, or it, it was pretty much uh uh reduced and obviously, um, yeah. but i'm seeing now a, quite a lot of topics happening there in in particular in the settlement world um of, of things uh whatever the underlying is if it's if it's if it's trading products or um um or um, or, or, or houses or mortgages or it, it's really across across many many asset asset classes i see that DLT for settlement, is becoming much, much more uh, into, an, into an adoption phase. So that would be probably the other topic which I would, would mention for 2021, where I see um, an, an uptick. Um, and the last topic which I'm seeing for 2021, which will start to get more into the, into the radar, probably like blockchain some years ago, where everyone talked about it at a cocktail party, mm-hmm. um, is quantum computing. Sure. Um, I think that's something which uh, it, it's it's currently at the rise in terms of hype. Um, it is still quite some years away, but yeah. it it's something which which excites currently quite a lot of current, a lot of people. Not from an adoption perspective, but to try yeah. things out and, and yeah, and, and a lot and of banks what...
1: are obviously experimenting with it right now. Yes, like, yes, yeah, working with different projects with IBM and Google and the likes. Um, and then a poor you know for you yo to know, so, again, try and take advantage of AI, ML, things like that. As I was saying around kind of cloud, API adoption, kind of open source tools, is that what is kind of helping to lead adoption from what you're seeing?
2: No, I think that's, um, I'll I'll, uh, second uh, Yorg's point on this. Um, When AI ML is, is sitting on a set of technology stack, which is best available on public cloud, and and so when we are, if you're trying to scale use of AI ML within your enterprises, you have to first ask what stack are you building that technology on. Mm-hmm. And, and public cloud uh, is essentially built on on some of the core components on which AI ML thrives really well. So you, as we we saw this within our own businesses, parts of the businesses which has modernized or digitized the most. Uh, adopted AIML the most and had the most, uh, we're able to accelerate um, and address some of the core issues that uh, COVID-19 threw at at us. So I think that became a sort of rallying cry for all of us, call for all of us within that. um, We accelerated our digitization effort significantly where we see the most impact of AIML. And I think it's pretty common now, and I I do believe so uh, that public cloud adoption um, public cloud, when I say that, it is really adoption of modern uh, development practices, um, virtualized infrastructure and so on and so forth. And and I think that significantly accelerated two to three years in, uh, in, in this crisis. And I think I, I will see that um, completely even accelerating further in 2021. And then within AI ML, um, the way we think about um J- application of AIML within JP Morgan we see that very pervasive so we're applying it across and but where we see the most adoption is where they, the engineering teams the technology teams have adopted more of a modern infrastructure uh, okay. mindset
1: then, you know, so we've been talking a little bit about you know th- some of the positives. But as you always say, you know, never let a Christ go to waste. I like that kind of theme maybe for this conversation. Just keep on piggybacking off of your It was challenging. Uh, <laughs> um, let's – what were some of the challenges that you learned? What th- What were some of those kind of lessons that you learned that are going to help uh, the team going forward? Uh, forward? I'll, I, I'll start with you. You know, looking back at, you know, some of the turmoil and everything, where did you have to kind of – maybe make some adjustments on the fly that you're like, all right, we maybe weren't quite ready for that then, but now we're going to be stronger and better suited for whether or not it's a pandemic, whatever it is, kind of whatever that next crisis is, I guess.
2: I think uh, I'll say broadly collaboration has been uh, an area where we had under-invested uh, uh, traditionally. And I think the need for online collaboration, uh, especially in this pandemic uh, was uh, clearly highlighted, um, and, and so adoption of video um, um, conferencing, uh, cloud-based in video conferencing, is a great example of that. Um, so I think that was one area uh, we uh, uh, within JP Morgan we had underinvested, but we significantly accelerated our adoption, and now all of us are in a very modern stack on how we collaborate, and that would have not been possible in a in a linear path uh, in a regular. Uh, other thing is, I think we uh, we overestimated the need for working from work, uh, working from office. I think uh, we have been able to, in, in some cases, not all parts of the business, especially on the technology front, being able to uh, do pretty well um, uh, with some adjustments um, in terms of ability to work from home. And I think that that sort of thing will continue going forward. Um, but I think uh, when it comes to trading care or in, in terms of branch offices, that was a significant challenge. And this is where we again realized, unless we have digitized that part of the business significantly, our, our ability to let traders or uh, branch officers work from home or from places other than the offices was very constrained. And I think that was another big lesson for us. And then, so we are really looking at how we build the technology stack in those fronts to take advantage of much more of something like this in the future.
1: OK, your uh, same question. Yeah, what were some of the lessons learned on your end?
3: Sure, I think. The obviously one one topic which is. With is and it still needs to be seen. is the people aspect of everything, right? So in terms of leadership, how do you lead? How do you lead a team? Um, how do you connect new team members into a team? in that in that environment Um, that is still something which which i think is not is 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 not at the right right level yet sure um and as well in terms of how to how to um how to all these brainstorming and 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 team building uh sessions which i think uh, are, are very important from a people aspect um um how do we um how do you work with 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 mental health um, so I think these kind of topics um, I think from my perspective the the flip side of the of the coin right now is the digitalization is something where there's still some some question marks um, yeah. what does it what does it make with with, with, with all of us right how about the the, the the people in the team how do we how do we motivate them um, and the same as well on the on the client side I think we were um, pretty pretty surprised how quickly as well clients are moving fully fully digital right um, one of the as you as you said um, above in terms of the banks and our organizations were very quickly in in, in 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 moving into actually we can work from anywhere and we don't need to work from um, uh, from 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 the office at least from for, for part, some parts but the same was true for the clients right so they went to very much digital so what does that mean actually for the future uh, so yeah. will they stay fully digital in particular when we're talking about consumer banking um, uh, how will a turnout ratio will be in the branches uh, would that be generation in terms of less utilization of, of physical branch networks and much much more more digital um, so how that will work out um, that i think that will be very interesting uh, a concept um, for many industries in terms of how sticky are now the new declines, which are now used to digital <laughs> and getting yeah. everything very quickly. Uh, when now all the all our previous life comes back, uh, how will they adapt? Will they go back to, to, to branches um, or will they stay fully, fully digital? Will it be a hybrid of both? Um, I think that would be a very that would be very interesting uh, um, uh, yeah, I'm very interested in that outcome for 2021.
1: Just by wonder, you know, just, to, just quickly uh, hit on that some more. So you talk about this kind of stickiness and make sure customers, you know, you know, still stay engaged. Is that around? Does that is that where kind of the application interoperability comes in? Because it, it felt like in the past, all right, we're just going to create these walled-off systems. You know, we're not going to play nice with other people. You know, and but now customers they want more of a, a broader ecosystem and sometimes you can't as a bank or as an asset manager, whatever it is, you can't always uh, supply that and somebody else maybe does it better. You brought up Symphony before and kind of some yeah. of the collaboration tools there. Um, you know, you look at what uh, OpenFin, Kosaic are kind of doing around kind of the app interoperability space. So is that kind of where you're seeing kind of more development as well is we have to create a good ecosystem. What we can do good, uh, that's our bread and butter. We're gonna focus in on that. And then we're gonna be more willing to partner um, with other uh, firms, whether that be other banks, or that be other technology providers that are also working with other banks. Is that how you see it?
3: Yes, I think that that's we call it the platforms or the platform banking, um, however you want to call it. But in the retail world, it's already, it's already Pretty much there. Um, yeah. So our mobile app uh, is connected to, they call it beyond banking, so providing services from other, uh, from other um, uh, parties, in, in particular in Germany, uh, where we serve 25 million, million clients. So that kind of platform of mobile banking is not only Deutsche Bank products; it's much, much wider. Um, and we're seeing similar, just from a platform perspective, similar things in the investment banking. Deutsche Bank Autobahn is one of the products where you have different different apps and which is very much integrated into, into the daily life of a of a of a of a customer. So if it's yeah. a corporate customer or a client or a retail customer, it just needs to be integrated in your life, right? You don't want yeah. to be uh, uh um doing need to go somewhere else and it just needs to be integrated in your in your IT stack or it whatever you're using in terms of for your corporation, but it just needs to be um, um, seamlessly part of it. Um, yeah. So that is something which we see a lot, yeah.
1: And Abur, you know, you, know you, you talk about, you know, coming to that from an AI perspective, the best uses of AI machine learning are when there is an interconnectedness amongst an organization, traditionally banks so siloed, right? And, you know, kind of trying to bring everything together so you can get a complete look across retail, across the investment bank, across, you know, loans, mortgages, whatever it is, being able to bring that all together. For your perspective and what your team works on, that interconnectedness, is that what the kind of the driving forces uh, for, for your team looking at 2021 and beyond is kind of bringing together all the pieces of the organization and then figuring out what do we do well? How can our team help with the ML here? And then where do we need to kind of partner? Where are our gaps where we need to partner
2: with somebody else? That's a great question. Um, I think AI ML requires um, breaking off silos of data silos within the form. Because the best insights get, uh, 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 you get the best insights only when you combine data from every sources. So that has been a huge sort of focus for us over the last few years, just not recently. And, and I think you will see that happening even further. Uh, in, in, within internally within the banks, but also externally, looking at tapping into alternative data sources that exist outside the bank. And I think, I think you have been highlighting um, API-based data sort of sharing is is going to be critical in in this sort of future. And and so we are investing in um, that ecosystem, building an ecosystem internally where we can combine in data from multiple sources within different silos, but also data from externally into the bank, and I think share that data because we have proprietary data that we believe could be useful for others and our clients. So our clients are asking for the other way around as well. Hey, can we uh, tap into JP mortgage proprietary data on a particular, in, in particular terms? So that has been a huge investment and all is driven by the need to use it, uh, power AI using data. So that in, I think that, that investment will continue going forward.
1: Okay, and then we'll finish up here in the last uh, five minutes or so. We have around York brought this up around kind of the people equation. Now, what might be exciting? What I would imagine exciting for you, Board, I'll start with you. um, Is banks have always been? You know, you wear your business attire. You you sit down at your desk nine, you know, eight nine o'clock. You're working till five six o'clock. You know, it's very regimented. You know technology teams have always kind of felt it a little bit stuffy a little bit constrained with some of the restrictions um that some financial institutions might put on because again everybody's going to dress the same we're going to business professional me i'm walking around a hoodie everywhere i go um being able having more flexibility around remote work means that you can find talent that maybe you couldn't find before right that, you know, somebody that didn't want to move to New York, you know, Hong Kong, uh, London, wherever the, the main centers are, now they can go stay in Montana. They can go stay in the Netherlands, wherever it may be. But then that also does create challenges, you was saying, around how do you still get that team to feel like we are on a team, we are working toward a similar purpose, that... That interaction that you get with that one-on-one time in an office, just quick questions, that quick little banter that you have, you don't quite have that. So where is the challenge from your team? Obviously, uh, machine learning, development, programming, engineering, so much of it can be done without being in a physical office together. So it opens up the talent pool, but then the challenges are, how do you keep that team kind of working cohesively? How do you kind of come at that challenge?
2: That's a great question again. I'm full of them. (laughs) <laughs> especially on the AI ML side, talent has always been the driving factor in, uh, in terms of uh, location was secondary always, because uh, especially for the right talent, you have to go where the talent is rather than the other way around. And I'm a great example. When I got hired into JP Morgan, um, I was asked, hey, should I move to New York? And I said, no, I will not, because uh, the base of critical AI ML talent is in Silicon Valley and decided to st- end up staying here. Um, So we were always, especially in that area, AIML. we have been always looking outside the traditional zones of where finance is. Um, I think especially remote working creates a unique challenge. Uh, I I think one of the things we learned that we cannot uh, uh, remove the need for people meeting in person and um, getting together. So I think the baseline definitely has changed. What was expected as a status quo or what was expected as these many hours of face time, that has gone. And I think it's gone for, away for good, but does not mean that we you will never have a FaceTime. Um, and I think we will, as an industry, figure out the right mix uh, and what works, what doesn't work. Everybody's experimenting in this space. I don't think so. anybody has very straight uh, answers yet. Uh, but I think it, this willingness to experiment and sort of ch- challenge the status quo where people should be located traditionally is, going, is, a, is a big sort of positive coming out of this. Sure. And we will hopefully find the right answer in coming days.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a bounce, right, York?
3: I, I see the same here. So we are, um, for, the, for the U.S. colleagues and your colleagues, listen to it, we are we're currently um, um, designing and, and constructing our new headquarters at Deutsche Bank in New York. Uh, for thousands and thousands of people, which will be one Deutsche Bank Center. So the old uh, Time Warner building, um, um, Deutsche Bank will, will move in there. Um, and I'm, I personally am really, really looking forward to being in that building again and meeting meeting colleagues, um, but I think the two things which have, well, from my perspective, which, which, which are changing. A is just from a future of work perspective, it will be much more collaboration, collaboration spaces, um and, and 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 collaboration um areas and facilitation just from a just from a real estate perspective already and the second one is around the flexibility of working so while you're right it wasn't banking was pretty you are you are you're in the office uh, yeah. and if you're not in the office is he really working or is she really working um that has gone um yeah. so i i don't I could imagine or I could see a world where in banking you are three days, two days in of the office and two, three days at home. Um, you have a hybrid or you are one weekend. Um, I think the important thing from my perspective is when we're coming up with these kind of these kind of new ways of working that we are that we're having the team together. Uh, I think it doesn't make sense. if. Uh, if you have the team members in on a Monday and others on a Tuesday and others on a Wednesday, then you are not really, <laughs> you don't have the team together, right? Yeah. Uh, but I think these kind of things we will, 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 all, um, will, will all figure out when, when, when we are allowed back in. <laughs> um, but I personally am so much looking forward to being in our new headquarter here at, at, at Deutsche Bank. So we'll open up in the summer. Um, for the first people to move in, and I heard that innovation would be one of the first. So I'm really looking forward to being in an office again and having a cup of tea or coffee with some colleagues. And uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: would no, be good. Yeah, it's like a, a poor said. I, I think I don't think that anybody fully knows what it's going to be. I think everybody, it's, it's going to be you're going it, to there's going to be the the thing I think to keep in mind is that there're going to be mistakes made. Probably there're going to be challenges, and the key is to adapt. You know. It was Improdise, adapt, adapt, Overcome. But uh, I think it was a good conversation, guys. Uh, thanks so much, uh, York, Abur. Thanks so much uh, for your insights. Um, and, yeah, we'll see uh, what this conversation looks like in December of 2021.
2: Thank you so much for having us. And happy holidays,